I have a special guest today who I haven't had in a while. I'm back, bitches. Surprise, <laughs> bitch. Brand. Yes, I, I think uh, I'm back, bitches, and surprise, bitch, I bet you thought you'd seen the last of me, is probably on brand. It's Leah, bitch. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Great. My name is Brendan Patrick. This is Sophie G. I don't know if I'm supposed to use your last name, so I just always call you Sophie G. And uh, That's fine. You sound like a Mean Girls character. You sound like someone's, like third grade class members like well we have four sophies in our class so we've got sophie h and sophie g and sophie k wow um those sound like kylie lip kits but um now i hate myself (laughs) (laughs) my name is brandon patrick this is sophie g you're listening to super lit insert intro music here talking about a book called people like us by is it is it dana meal or dana melly oh i don't know uh i think in my head i was saying melly but i always pronounce things wrong dana um you can call me brandon uh, but i am apologizing in advance for mispronouncing your last name because guess what else is on brand us mispronouncing every last name ever Every book we've ever read. I don't know. This character's name is this, right? Probably. I don't know. The name could be John Goodman. I'd be like, John Greatman. I think that's how this is pronounced. Jahan Gobraman. <laughs> Perfect. So for October, I wanted to read some spoopy books. And <laughs> I was going to open this by saying, you're listening to Spooperlet. But honestly, I just can't do it. So... Yes, I decided to pick out two spooky books for the month of October, and I'm actually currently in the next one because I've been waiting to read this one forever, but I picked this one up recently, and I was like, oh, Private Girl School, there's the murder? <laughs> I have to read this. Dun, dun, dun! And it's, ve- it's very much like, and I think I tweeted this too, it's very much like Gossip Girl meets Desperate Housewives meets like Pretty Little Liars, and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 truly soapy. The first note I have in my phone before we even get into the plot is in all caps. God damn it, Brendan! This is just Pretty Little Liars, the book. <laughs> and you know it's funny. I didn't even know that until I started reading it. And here's here's a a, a quote from chapter uh, five. Accordingly, I pick a pair of. Patchwork Alexander McQueen jeans to make herself seem more trustworthy. Bro, what? I can, can we just start talking about this thing? Because I was infuriated while reading this. Actually, well, I listened to it. Thanks, Audible. Audible.com while sitting on my squatty potty, while updating my Squarespace, while looking at my Bolin Branch sheets. I'm almost certain that RuPaul has done that exact thing that I just did. That's a Trixie-ism, my dear. 
Oh, well, I'm hearing it in RuPaul's voice, so that's that's bad. Trixie's RuPaul voice. <laughs> oh, honey. Yeah, I have like a lot of feelings about this book, and I think the majority of it was just the style it was written in. Was oh no! Slightly aggravating oh, to no. me. <laughs> <laughs> we are four minutes into this. I don't know how how long it's going to be after I cut it down, but we are at four minutes and. 15 seconds, and Sophie's already like, let me fuck this up. I just, like, want to put this into the universe for every person who is ever thinking about writing a book. You do not need to describe every single item of clothing a character is wearing when you introduce them to a scene. You definitely do not need to name the brand of the clothing they're wearing. Like, please, if they're, I have, oh my god, I feel like I have another note in here. That's just... I think it's to (laughs) illustrate a point that they're all filthy frickin' rich because I was reading this and I was like, Balenciaga track jacket, oh my god, she's got money. And maybe because I'm a fashion hoe, I saw that and I was like, oh my god, she's rich. And then from your aspect, because you actually know how to write something and I don't, I'm sure you were just like, why did we need to know about uh, Patchwork Alexander McQueen jeans? I just, like, it It felt like it was, like, someone Googled, like, designers, and they just picked the top three, because everything was, like, Louboutin shoes, Alexander McQueen jeans, and, like, Balenciaga shit. I was like, okay, cool. You know three designers that were relevant. They're, I mean, they're still relevant, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> you know what so, I mean? I get it. But also... <laughs> we know that Lady Gaga wore a lot of Alexander McQueen. It's okay. Calm um, down. Wait a minute. Also, I didn't even know Alexander McQueen made jeans. So, like, here I, don't I am. I think he does. I mean, he doesn't make anything, God rest his soul. But well, um, you know what I mean. I don't think yes. his clothing line that still exists, because the House of McQueen still exists, I don't think they make just jeans. I don't think that's a thing that happens. I'm not sure, though, because, you know... Coach makes jeans, and they're like $500 for Coach jeans. Well, Balenciaga makes goddamn Crocs, so who the hell am I? I don't know. Honestly, this, this podcast is turning into us just destroying the fashion world. Um, I've been watching a lot of Project Runway lately. What's up? I literally texted Sophie because I thought the new uh, season of Project Runway was on, and it's New Zealand's Project Runway, and I screamed. Yeah, I'm here for it. Um, anyway (laughs) should we talk about this book all of my notes are just like okay well okay so the main character is supposed to be like she's the kid who's like she goes to a very fancy private school but like it's on a scholarship and she doesn't have as much money and I think there's like she mentions once or twice that she borrows clothes from the other girls to like fit in but like she just, there's way too many things where she's like, yeah, I'm wearing my Louboutins and Alexander Queen jeans and like blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, what, what the fuck? You're supposed to be poor. What's going on? She has to blend in. That's the point. It's like when I went to Catholic school and I blended in by wearing my uniform, which was given to everyone. And by given, I mean, we had to buy them. But I, in my school, but maybe because it wasn't high school and it was grade school, I don't know any, like, rich person. Not that I know so many of them, but I don't know people who would just, like, give out a Balenciaga track jacket or, like, a pair of Alexander Queen, like, jeans or, like, anything like that just because they didn't like them. I feel like they would 
I, I feel like they wind up keeping them, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess it maybe is supposed to be like an extreme way of illustrating that the other characters are so rich that they're just giving her these clothes to wear that are obviously like extremely expensive, but it just felt like this whole, this whole book, I was like, this feels super exaggerated and no one would actually do that. But I guess that's just kind of the universe that this book exists in. Everything's like exaggerated and dramatic for dramatic sense. So very dramatic, very rich, very well. I just, I wasn't expecting something like that until I, I literally, there's no reason for me to have taken this note about the McQueen jeans, but I read it and I was like, oh, is this the kind of book we're going to be reading? Okay, that's fine. And it, <laughs> I literally, it's, it's stuck to my computer. That's how much I laughed at it. But I mean it in like the best way possible that I was like, oh my God, yeah, she's wearing expensive pants. I mean, yeah, I have like 12 notes um, and one of them <laughs> All is just, together. <laughs> one of them is just, she has to borrow clothes from her friends, but also has Alexander McQueen pants. What's happening? Who is she? Uh, do you want to like, do like a brief synopsis of the plot? <laughs> um, <laughs> so we get so, into this. <laughs> so I'll read the book sleeve because, uh, uh, and then I want to know about the voice acting in this book because I was very curious. But, Ooh, it's, <laughs> it's some of it's rough. <laughs> oh no. I think this is like her first book that she's put out. So <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute, but the book sleeve reads as such. Kay Donovan may have some skeletons in her closet, but the past is the past, and she's reinvented herself entirely. Now she's a star soccer player whose group of gorgeous friends run their private school with effortless popularity and acerbic wit. But when a girl's body's found in the lake, Kay's carefully constructed life begins to topple. The dead girl has left Kay computer-coded scavenger hunt, which, as it unravels, begins to implicate suspect after suspect until Kay herself is in the crosshairs of a murder investigation. But if Kay's finally backed into a corner, she'll do what it takes to survive because at Bates Academy, the truth is something you made, not something that happened. Like, <laughs> I truly think I read this book in that entire voice. Just like the voiceover of a Desperate Housewives episode. <laughs> this season on Superlit. Oh no. Yikes. Who's going who's gonna to get hit by a car? Me! Thank God. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, synopsis is, the girls are basically horrible, and all of them are, including the nice one. There's a nice girl named Brie, in which uh, Kay is, like, dreadfully in love with, and it's just, like, I feel like she's obsessed with her. But yeah, it's, it's borderline, like, creepy. Yeah, because it, it wasn't, like, the way that they describe it is, like, she gave her chance after chance, and Kay just kept fucking it up, and she's just, like, wildly in love with this girl. So instead of dating her, she starts dating a guy named Spencer, which, P.S., Spencer is one of the girls from Pretty Little Liars. But is he? in this, <laughs> in this <laughs> instance, it's a boy. So when I was reading it, I was like, oh, okay, Pretty Little Liars, that's great. And I'm sure that's not at all what the reference is. But she is a bisexual character, which is cool, because we don't have a lot of those on the podcast. And I this this is like an all-girls school of all girls that all want to either kill her, Kay, or make out with her. And it's just, like, very interesting. Sounds like lesbian culture, yes. <laughs> you all want to kill each other or all trying to make out? <laughs> Slaughter or just, like, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the premise of the L word? 
Oh, I don't know. That show's awful. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Damn. Let me get some I, tape for my wig. I think I watched the first season and a half of that, and then I was like, I can't do this. This is not worth it. It's There's better gay shows now. We've, we, we've grown, people. There's better gay television. Watch The Bold Type. Oh, my God. The Bold Type. Oh, uh, yes. Anyway. To stay on topic, the premise is that they find a dead girl in the lake, and it's, like, very jarring. And they kind of not necessarily get blamed for it, but because they're there and the school is, like, all about gossip, this thing happens, and the girls are like, well, we don't know her, so it doesn't matter. And it's... (laughs) I feel so bad because they're, like, going into great description of this dead girl in the lake, and you find that her name is... Is it Jessica Lane? Yeah. Yeah, they find out this girl's name is Jessica Lane, which is just like, that sounds like a girl that got murdered on Pretty Little Liars, but, you know, that's just me. And uh, That sounds like someone who would get murdered. <laughs> What's your name, Jessica Lane? You sound like you can get murdered in the next three pages. Heck, yeah, that's not wrong. No, but I wasn't necessarily perturbed by the plot of this book. <laughs> it was just very soapy. And I, <laughs> I hate saying soapy because I feel like someone's going to think I'm saying Sophie. There are a lot of notes I had about this of just being like, what the hell? Yeah, I, th- I, th- I feel like I like texted you and I was like, I don't want to talk about it and actually tell you what, because I want to talk about it on the podcast, but I didn't like this book. But I'm like, think I've finished it. And have had, like, days to think about it. And I think I just didn't like the writing so much. The actual, like, plot of the book and everything was pretty good. But I don't think there was, like, a single character in the book that I was like, I trust and support you. Every single, every person I was like, I'm suspicious of you. Even, like, the main character, I was like, what the fuck's going on? I don't trust any y'all bitches. No, and I think that's what is done so well in this book. Like, every single person, including the main character of this book, you're like, oh, they did it. They had to have done it. And I wrote... So, I guess part of the premise is that, like, she gets this blog sent to her, and it's it's supposed to be, like, murder recipes, if you will. Like a, a menu is coming up, and it's, like, courses. And the courses are riddles, and it tells Kay, like, what's going on. And the thing with that, I thought that was pretty cool. And that's what it made me think of Desperate Housewives because of, like, the note from the first season. But with this, Kay doesn't think that she knows this girl at all. So that's why it's, like, strange that it's happening to her. But Kay gets sent it, and the note is like, hey, since I can't go to college, maybe, like, you should help me out, or you won't be doing anything for the rest of your life, basically. And... Kay the whole time is like, oh, she has dirt on me. Like, she's going to tell everyone what I did. And I'm like, what did Kay do? Yeah, everyone is sus as fuck the whole book. And But, like, sometimes they're, like, really bad at hiding it. Like, I can't think of a specific instance, but I feel like there's a lot of scenes where people will, like, say something, and it'll be, like, they'll be, like, leaving the room, and they'll be like, but... I wouldn't do that because I'm definitely not a murderer. Ha 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 ha. And then like walks out of the room with a dramatic like cape flare. I'm like, well, you're definitely a murderer because why would you act that way? Like some of it's just like, what's going on? No. And every single person that's brought up, I'm like, oh, they did it. They had to have done it. And I'm like, every, every person that gets like picked off the list, I'm like, so they did it. There's no, there's no way they didn't do it. And then it's like, no, they didn't do it. And I'm like, Okay, 
but they did it. So how are they innocent? But you're wrong. They did it. They did do it. There's like, (laughs) (laughs) they done did it though. All of them did it. They all got together and murdered this girl. They just all blacked out. There is like 50 red herrings in this book, but also some of them aren't red herrings. They're just like, Oh, I didn't kill this person, but maybe I did this other shit that's also, like, suspect. Sus if as fuck. Everyone's sus as fuck, and everyone's wearing Balenciaga <laughs> jeans and fucking I'm murdering Louboutins in my, class. My... <laughs> I'm just going on the murdering spree in my Alexander Wang outfit and my Lanvin couture because I love getting blood on my Louboutins. I wear my Louboutins so when I walk away from a crime scene you can't tell if there's blood on the bottom of my heels. <laughs> I want you to never ever repeat that for the rest of your life. <laughs> That's my new catchphrase. Hi it's me Sophie. I love murdering people with Louboutins on so you can't tell if they're bloody or not. Yay! Thank God. So on the topic of the actual murder, I know we're going through this very fast, but we're both just like so full of emotion about this. I'm not going to specifically say who the murderer was because I feel like that would obviously spoil the entire book. But when it got to uh, yeah, that I feel point, like... <laughs> Sorry. Would, no, it's fine. I feel like when I got to that point, I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. I'm re- I was like, I'm ready to jump out a window now. Honestly, when it happened, I was like, this was the most, like, red herring of them all, I felt like. And it was just, like, handed to me. And I was like, no, that's not it. It has to be this person. And then the book was like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, of course I'm sure. And then the book laughed in my face. There was, like, a lot of twists that I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Not even like, oh, no, they're the real murderer. But it'll be like, but you thought this was a thing. And then... It's actually this way, and then it, like, backtracks to, like, events that had been talked about before, and it's, like, does the thing where it's, like, ooh, well, you were paying attention to this thing that happened. There was another thing that's happening in this corner, so actually, and it was just, like, I was, like, god damn it, like, no, no, god damn it. I just wanted to jump to the ocean. (laughs) Let me just throw myself into the ocean. And, like, you eventually find out what Kay did, and it's very... I'm not telling you where it is because I'm afraid someone's going to pick up the book just to find out and look at this specific page. But when you find out, you're going to be angry about what it is. And it's going to be infuriating. I think the overall emotion that I got from this book was just anger. I, I felt pure rage. And I literally, I woke up like maybe at like noon the one day, which is, I know that sounds crazy, but it was my day off and I slept in. And I sat from noon until like 8 p.m. and read this book. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. I mean, I did the same thing because I'm an idiot and just got like our recording dates confused. So I like shotgunned this whole book in one day, basically. And I was just like the whole day I was like listening to it at work. And I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? And it just kept escalating. I was like, God damn it. I can't imagine hearing it escalate because while I'm reading, I'm like, I have to walk away from this right now. I need to dig a minute. And my brain was just like, you don't need a minute. You need to finish this book right now. And I honestly felt like the book was holding a gun to my head. And it's like, if you put the book down, you're going to forget something or you're going to regret it because the next page is going to be like, here's the killer. And it was, I honestly felt like Ghostface was holding me hostage until I finished this book. Bitch was on the phone, wouldn't hang up. 
<laughs> wanted to talk to me about all my favorite scary movies. Yeah. What's your favorite scary movie? My life. <laughs> right now. This very moment. No, that's definitely like a huge pro of this book because I did the same thing where I was like, fuck this. I can't, this is insane. I need to put this down. And I would like take my headphones out and like walk around for a second. And then I came back and I was like, no, but I have to know what happens next. (laughs) So I would just like five minutes later be like, well, no, I got to keep going. I just got to keep going. No. And it's like consecutive deep cuts. It's just like, here's one, here's one, here's one. It's very much that like video of Lady Gaga. It's like another club and then another club and then a train and then a plane and then another club. Honestly, I felt like I was living in that moment. Well, we were all wearing our Alexander McQueen shoes, so we were Lady Gaga. <laughs> oh my god. I, I don't think we've ever felt this much emotion towards a book before. And I think this is the complete opposite of all the emotions I felt during um, Aristotle and Dante, because that whole book, I'm like, yes, yes, I love it, my boys, everything's great, sunshine, I'm crying because I'm happy, and this one, I was like, no, 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 what the fuck's going on, no, no. And it's just, cons- and like, there's a part in the book where like, Kay gets the flu, and I'm like, she's gonna die. It's gonna be like, someone takes over for her, and it's a flu that lasts like, the rest of the book, and you're just like, great, she's gonna be caught off guard by the murderer and die because she has the flu. And it's just like, everything is bad. Is this not, am I making this up? I feel like this also happened in Fangirl where Kath got sick. So she's like, well, I have to sleep all the time now. And I'm just in this dorm room. And then whatever the dude's name was, <laughs> was like, well, I'll take care of you. Cause then, um, yeah. Cause Kay gets sick. And then this like cute goth chick who she's been hanging out with is like, well, I guess you got to stay in my dorm while you get better. And I was just like, mm, I'm here for this really cheesy plot device. I'm here for it. She only speaks in Shakespearean voices, which is what I'm hearing in my head. But she, I feel like everything she says is in, is it iambic pent? Is it, oh my God, I can't pronounce it. Uh, iambic pentameter. Yeah, is that it? That's, yeah, that's what most Shakespeare is written in. Oh, I thought that was wrong. I was like, I'm saying this wrong. Wow, I'm smart. See? <laughs> You're a smart boy. I'm a very smart guy. But I feel like uh, Nola only speaks in that voice because it fits her. And I also want my walls to be covered in, like, pastings of, like, Shakespeare. I think that's, like, a look. She is very much, like, the such an exaggeration of like I'm the weird girl like no one likes me like I'm edgy and goth and stuff and I would be like the person I wanted to be when I was in high school and buying like fingerless gloves from Hot Topic and shit like that was what I wanted but now I'm like a semi-adult and I'm just like what are you doing girl stop it just stop you wanted Victorian lace fingerless gloves that also had cats on them all day hell yeah yeah she's like always described as wearing like thigh high stockings and like little like lolita dresses and i'm just like god damn it she's seriously a lolita girl and i'm here for it lean into the look just like really (laughs) lean all the way in all my notes that i have are like just about like the writing of this book because it was just like some parts of it were so infuriating there is I think you were just infuriated by the book itself because you couldn't stop reading it. It was, yeah. I was like, I'm mad because I'm enjoying this, but also I'm not enjoying it, but I can't put it down because it's just like, I need to know. It's a really good, like, fucking murder mystery at the end of the day. It's just a good murder mystery. Yeah, and like, I, I so when I read Caleb Rorig's White Rabbit, I was like, 
not infuriated. That's not the right word because I adore it. And I just like, he's my favorite Twitter author. Like he's just always on Twitter, always making jokes. But I feel like when I read that, I couldn't put it down, but I just, I had like a carnal need to figure out what was going on. And with this, I was just like, they all did it. They all had to have done it. They all got together and did it. There was drinking involved. No one remembers. And then it was just like, Here's the murderer. And I was like, absolutely not. I object. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, I think you read that wrong. <laughs> I think this book was written wrong. I need to take it back. And then, the, like, the thing that they, like, they describe the murderer is just like, oh, well, this is this thing about them. And I was like, wait a minute. What? I don't, wait, how did that, What? <laughs> No, because then they do the thing where they like go back through the like series of events that led up to everything. And they're like, remember this and this? Well, this is this and this. And I'm like, God damn it. It all makes sense. It fits together. Why didn't I fucking see it? Honestly. And I, I think I'm smart enough to see things, but it's just like, like in Scream when like the boyfriend switches into Ghostface real quick and like you don't recognize it. And it's like, oh my God how did I not see this? And it's like literally written in front of me and I didn't see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We all got duped. We got duped by people like us. (laughs) Heck. (laughs) Also on the the cover of my book, it says people know us, people fear us. And honestly, I probably looked at that and went, yeah, I'm going to read this. So I, when I first got, cause I have the actual book, actually the book I have is a, like non-edited version because I got it from my girlfriend who used to work at a publishing company. So she gave it to me like last year. And was oh like, my God. This really? book is real, real good. Cause she loves murder and is like, read this book. And I was like, okay, I'll read it eventually. Um, so I have like an unedited version. I mean, it's like bound and stuff, but I, it would be interesting to like put them side to side to see like what, if things got cut, I'm sure it's just like, small grammar and spelling things. I don't think like major scenes are really changed, but so is it an arc book? Yeah. There's like a disclaimer at the front. That's like, this is the non like official published version, blah, blah, blah. There may be errors and like spelling and grammar and stuff like that. The murderer might be a different murderer. Honestly, (laughs) we should confirm off air to make sure the murder is the same. Oh my God. Could you imagine it's a different one? I'm sorry, everyone. Um, we are now at an impasse because we're not sure who actually is the murderer. That would be amazing. Could you imagine that the book ends in your copy before they even say who it is? Oh, fuck. That would be distressing. I would literally blow the book up. I would blow the book up if that happened. I just set my phone on fire. No, but the little like thing on the front. What is it again? Sorry. Oh, uh, for the cover of the book, it says people know us, people fear us. Okay, so when I first got the book, I didn't, like, read that. I just, like, looked at the cover, and I was like, okay, people like us. And I just assumed that that was, like, people like us, like, people who are similar to us. But then I read that tagline when I was, like, going to read it for this. And I was like, wait, is it, like, people like us? Like, people think we're cool? And now I'm just, like, in a constant state of, like, what does it mean? Oh, no. I th- So there's a quote in the book where she uses the phrase. And it's like, well, you know people like us. And it's like, well, what do you mean people like you? It's just there's, there's layers. There's layers to the murders. There's Prince's layers to the murders. Heck. That's honestly all I had to scream about. And, like, let me tell you, 
I was screaming. I finished this book. I closed it. I moved it away from me. I think I looked at my pillow and I was like, I'm going to scream into you in a minute. Yeah, pretty much all the the only notes that I had are just like, what the fuck? Why does everyone have brand name clothing? Please stop telling me what everyone's brand name of clothing is. I have one note that just says, everyone answers the phone while music is playing and then pauses it and then answers the phone again. Because like every time Kay calls a character, it's like... You could faintly hear in the background, like, Lady Gaga playing, blah, blah, blah. She's calling, like, the goth girl. She's, like, listening to, like, Evanescence or something. But it's, like, described. And then they pick up the phone. And they're like, hold on a second. Let me turn the music down. And then they, like, I'm like, just turn the fucking music off when you answer your goddamn phone. What's wrong with all of you? I just leave the music on and I'm like, yeah, what do you want? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I'm sorry. You called me for what now? Excuse me? What? I'm sorry. Excuse my really loud music playing. And it's just, like really obscene tunes playing in the background my overall like take of the book is like i enjoyed the murder mystery i thought the tension was really good my only issue with the writing is like there was too much leaning on like specific like topics or specific like people and stuff like as like um landmarks of like establishing what things are so instead of saying like i'm wearing a designer jacket it's like i'm wearing a I don't know, Christian Siriano jacket, whatever well, he's Well, he, he really went shoes. there. He, um, he makes clothing still. Okay, cool. Um, I'm wearing the was, Zach Posen 2019 Spring Couture cutoff with... And Nina Garcia hated it. <laughs> I hate you. But there was a lot of that. There was also a lot of, like, references in, like, general stuff. So, like, I think there was, like, a part where she's, like, really she's trying to describe like that she's like extremely stressed or something's happening and like her brain can't process things and she's like i'm like hodor i can only say like one word over and over again i'm like there was so many references to game of thrones that i was like this is not gonna be relevant in like five years because game of thrones is like a tv show that's like super popular right now it's super popular like even more popular two years ago when i'm sure this was originally getting drafted and like it's just not, it's, it just ages a book so much. Are you when saying you, it's like, going the way of Rainbow Boys with its references? Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> it just, if you put in like a very specific reference like that, that's like so current, that isn't like, I mean, like if you say Marilyn Monroe or even like, I don't know, like the Rolling Stones or something, that's like enough time has passed that that's like a landmark of pop culture that's not necessarily like this is currently happening like there's also another thing i have written down where they're describing a character as being like comedic and she describes them as the next tina fey or amy schumer and i'm like okay that's like aged already let's hope that uh, i have feelings about amy schumer but it's just because i don't (laughs) i don't find her funny i think tina fey is funny because she's tina fey but the only funny thing that Amy Schumer has done that I've like been really into was the Milk Milk Lemonade song that she did as like a trailer for one of her seasons of TV. Yeah, I think I think same. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's I those were literally all the notes I had. I enjoyed the book because I loved <laughs> I love trash television. And not saying that this is like trash in any way, shape, or form. It's like a guilty pleasure for me. I want to reread it and see if I can like spot things better but i feel like i'm still gonna get duped again yeah i can't tell if it's if it's like a 
an actual like story that you can go back and track the things or they do that like irritating things that happens a lot in like I don't want to say badly written but like occasional occasionally like badly written mysteries are like well if you went back you saw this and this and this and it's like okay but that wasn't shown to the audience so how are they supposed to know that this happened so you're making it a mystery because you're not giving us all the information. So it's either like you didn't want the audience to be able to figure it out before the big reveal or like you don't know how to write a mystery well. And I can't remember like I feel like this has a lot of clues built into the dialogue and stuff that I just like missed because I was like so invested on like, OK, what's happening next? OK, what's happening next? No, I need to know. I need to keep going. Yeah, I think like like thinking about it in my head, I feel like there were definitely parts where it's like, Oh, well this thing happened and this is the only way that this could have happened. And it's like two or three people in which it could have happened with. And I'm like, okay, seeing this, I'm like, yeah, this, this definitely makes sense. And it definitely makes connections. So I feel like some of it could have been splayed out for us, but not every single thing because we, the beginning of the book takes place. I'm assuming the murder has already happened because of where like we pick up the book but i also feel like you could gather some things from like that first chapter but you're not given every single thing until the last bit which i'm okay with but at the same time with so many references to like shakespeare it would have been cool for like the audience or the reader to know things beforehand but i know that's not how reading a book always works yeah I think it's a it's like a balance of some things are revealed and if you like look into them like you might know more be able to pick up on more and some things aren't revealed until like the big reveal at the end. If you weren't so screamingly furious at the book while reading it, you might have picked up on some things. Oh lordy. Um I have one note about the audio version of this book because overall the voice acting is very good. The reader of the book is like got a very nice voice and she has like good inflection when like things get dramatic and tense and like it's great i had one major issue though and it like was very distressing to the point of like i don't know if i can finish this oh no there is a detective that is interviews Kay quite a few times and is like very suspicious of her very suspicious of a lot of her friends and like is kind of an antagonist to the main character and is like She's in a handful of scenes, but for some god awful reason, whoever narrates this book decided to give her like a 1940s detective accent. And oh I no! To put my face through a wall. Be like, it's like totally normal. Everyone has a normal accent. No one has an inflection based on like where they live or anything because they're all at a boarding school from there, so they're from different places. But suddenly, this like lady walks in and she's like, "There's a murder. See? Okay, we're gonna find out what's going on." And I'm just like, "I need to leave." Why was that okayed? Why was that allowed to happen? It was so. It's so bad. It's not like she's only in a handful of scenes, but it was like painful. Oh my god! <laughs> I honestly. I like the, I like this book and I it's be I'm a fan of like gossipy like soapy soap operas so like I'm into this kind of stuff so I, if anyone else is like into pretty little liars anything like that I think this would be like a cool thing for you to read and the romance factor in this is like a little strange it, in my opinion it feels a little stalkery and it's a little bit weird but I'm a fan of this, and I, if this was her first book, I want to see 
like what like what direction she goes for other books yeah i think they'd definitely be interested in reading something else that she's done because again like all the stuff that i didn't really like about it was like very nitpicky like things that i personally don't like about writing styles so that's just me being like i don't like it when people do this i don't like when people do that but like the actual writing itself was good mystery was interesting and i'm like here for some like gay shit so (laughs) that meme of lisa simpson with a coffee and it's like that gay shit yes me that's us so yeah sophie thank you so much for coming back i missed you so terribly i haven't recorded with you since we did the super lit pictures i know it's been so long i'm on the desperate hunt for gay lady books that aren't about teenagers coming out for the first time because i swear (laughs) to god i can i cannot read another goddamn book about a teenager i'm gonna lose my mind (laughs) i don't mind reading them i know you want like adult books So if anyone has any suggestions, we are up for it. I've gotten everything I had to say about people like us. Uh, Do you have any final thoughts, Sophie? My final note is there's a dramatic uh, cliche haircutting scene. Oh, my God. (laughs) I think Kay gives herself an undercut. And I just have, girl, how in my notes. I just, I, you know what? We're going to leave the the listeners with that because honestly that happened and everyone comments on it. They're like, oh yeah. The, <laughs> the one character is like, what did you do? And I, honestly, I feel like that is at, like my reaction. I'm like, because I don't know what the haircut looks like. So I'm like, oh God, she probably just butchered her hair. There's no way it looks good. It's that scene in like every movie where the girl like walks to the bathroom and just starts chopping at her hair and you're like, oh, this is going to like, like shit. And then the next scene is like perfectly styled. And I'm like, that's not what happened. <laughs> Stop lying to me. I literally shaved my head once and it didn't look good because I couldn't get the back right. And it was uneven. There's no way that someone could just like cut their hair and it's fine. Not even cut their hair. She gave herself like an undercut. That's not from like having like, really long hair Uh, it's unacceptable (laughs) (laughs) sophie's mad at this book because there's an undercut scene thank god but uh thank you (laughs) a conversation i wanted to be less than an hour is less than an hour so good job sophie you're Um, welcome (laughs) but i just wanted to let everyone know that we hit over two thousand listens or plays whatever super only one thousand nine (laughs) hundred ninety eight of them are me (laughs) The Super Lit Podcast hit 2,000 plays or listens or whatever they're called. And I just want to thank you guys for that because that's amazing. I truly didn't think that would happen. And because it did hit that, I'm going to do another giveaway. And I am looking at my bookshelf and considering what I could give away. And maybe I could be giving away a first signed edition of What If It's Us by Becky Albertalli and Adam Silvera. Who knows? Maybe I'll, I'm feeling generous. <laughs> that is a book that's definitely about teenagers that I will read, though. <laughs> well, maybe I trust I'll Becky. Lend you. I trust her. <laughs> it's it's good to trust Becky. It's always good to trust Becky. When has she let us down? Honestly, never. She just stole my life, but it's fine. she's an icon. It's fine. And Adam Silvera makes me cry all the time. So what more could I ask for? Just it's honestly perfect. Yeah, I'm excited that you have just that spare book lying around that well no who are we kidding i'm gonna listen to the audiobook 
<laughs> yeah, I, I've been told that the, the voice acting of that is really good. But before we get off topic, I just want to thank everyone again. And uh, my name is Brendan Patrick, and this is Sophie G. And you've been listening to... S- <laughs> I can't say spooper lit. I won't do it. Spooper lit! <laughs> God damn it. Spooper lit!